0: I'm just a lonely egg. Peel me down. I'm not afraid. What will
1: we do?
0: What will? We do. What will we do? Welcome everyone to Lucha World Podcast, episode number sixty-four. Fredo here, flying solo. Kurt is on assignment. Uh, we have a lot to talk about this week, so I figured we should do a pod. We should do a podcast, and by we, I mean myself, <laughs> since I just thought of this uh, right after, actually, in between Informa and uh, Lucha Underground. When I realize half the time when we start talking about Lucha Underground, I forget half of the show by the time we're recording the podcast that's kind of, it's kind of been easier to remember now that we're doing um that I'm also part of the lucha talk so it's um it's not as compli- it's not as difficult to remember all that stuff um as far as this past wednesday a lot of news came out from CML, CMLL um a lot of it we already knew ahead of time which is typical with CMLL press conferences um i think a couple of hours before the press conference, uh, they they posted the lineup for the t- for next Tuesday show, so all of us online already knew that drone, a new luchador was going to debut on the October eighteenth show, but we didn't know who it was, what he looked like, and it came. He ended up showing up at the CML press conference. He kind of had a a look that reminded me a bit of um the blue blazer, but. Um, I don't know. He he didn't have a lot to talk to say other than his weight, his height and um he's from the north. His voice was very deep. It sounded a little bit like Pulvera, but um I don't it definitely isn't Pulvera cuz is busy um training police officers right now. And he's and also the his his features were very different. Um it's possible drone could be somebody that was in CML before they started CML Informa. So we probably would have to go through um old interviews to see if um if it's somebody who was there before that. It could be somebody new. I guess we'll have to wait and see on, in um next Tuesday. But that's really the big news from the from the press conference, of uh, the fact that they debuted <laughs> they just decided to debut a guy that hopefully he's good. Um they put him in with uh, Three Rudos that at least might actually make him look good in Hechicero definitely will make him look good. Or expose him, depending on how he, how, how good or bad um, Drone is. Um Misterioso Jr. is okay, and um Sagrado's pretty good. So that should be an interesting um, debut. Also at this show, um, at the press conference, they announced um, Angel, Angel de Oro, Fuego, and Titan were heading to New Japan Pro Wrestling for their Super Junior Tag Tournament. Angel de Oro is also going to be in ROH this weekend. Um, He couldn't, they asked him about um, his opponents for Ring of Honors. I think he's wrestling on the second night, he's wrestling Kamatachi, so he knew who that was. The first match, he's in a four way match. Kamatachi is in that match also, um, but Angel de Oro did not know who ACH was, and he definitely didn't know who, um, um, I think it was Nick Jackson from the Young Bucks. He definitely did not know who that was, although I'm sure he might know who the, the Young Bucks are. Probably doesn't know them by name. Um, that, that should be interesting. Um, I think a lot of people were asking about um, about Angel de Oro and Ring of Honor. I think he'll do fine. He's, um, he's somebody who's um, not going to be he's not going to blow you away if you've been watching a ton of lucha, but if it's if it's the first time you've watched Angel de Oro, he does enough where you're going to be impressed with, especially with his finisher La Mesedora and all that stuff. Um, and it's a four-way match, though. So I think I expect. I mean, it, I I have a feeling it's going to be better than um, the cruiserweight four-way match that was on Raw a few weeks ago. Um, Fuego will be teaming with um, Taguchi as part of the Super Junior Tag Tournament. That's his his regular dance partner in New Japan Pro Wrestling. It's gonna suck because they can't they um, on New Japan World, they mute his music, so we're basically just gonna see um, Fuego dancing to to nothing basically. Angel de Oro will be teaming with Titan in that in that tag tournament. Hopefully they'll do a lot better than most luchadors do in these tournaments. Although Volador Jr. this past this past um. Best of the um, Super Junior did pretty well, did really well, actually. Um, also on at the press conference, they announced the Dia de los Muertos shows being on October 28th, October 30th and November 1st. They decided to dump the, the, the October, October 25th show. Um, the November 1st show is the is also going to feature uh, Ray Bucanero defending his title against the winner of a 12-man torneo cibernetico that's going to be held on october 25th the 12 guys that are going to be in that tournament i think they had vangelis um stuka junior valiente and i i'm i'm blanking on who the fourth guy was on the show um but there's good there there there's there's this this it's the typical group of guys that are are in these tournaments Hopefully, this is this is uh, the plan is to have Ray Bucanero drop the belt just because I think it's time for somebody else to hold. <laughs> Although, you know, with CMLL, you never, you really, there's so many belts it really doesn't. I I I just, I think it's just basically just a a place a place for uh for the for the next year's um Universal tournament. So it really to me it doesn't really matter who holds the belt or whatever. Um. I can't imagine it being anybody different from who he's faced in the past. So I'm guessing it's either going to be Stuka Jr. or Valiente again. Um, it won't be a Rudo. There's a couple of guys in the match that already hold titles. I can't imagine them going with either one of those guys. Um, let me see what else is going on. Um, they also had um, Ultimo Guerrero and Atlantis talking about the Universal Tournament. Uh, Atl- Atlantis couldn't remember... Atlantis has no no idea who's going to be in um, block B. Um, Ultimo Girl did a better job of re- re- remembering who's in his block. Um, they did remember to add Ray Cometa to block A. They removed um, which. But, you know, the fact that they couldn't remember Ray Cometa being in this tournament pretty much means he has zero odds of winning this. I would be shocked if he won. If he wins... Ed, I mean, you guys can write to me and 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 call me out on it, and tell me how prove me tell show, just tell me how wrong I was about this. Um, I basically have Reiko Meta as the the least likely guy to win that um, the first block, which is happening this Friday, for the Universal Tournament. I have him eighth overall. He might not be the first one eliminated, but I don't think he has a good shot of winning. Um, I have Shocker seventh, sixth Valiente. Fifth, Negro Casas, just because I can't... I mean, Negro Casas in these tournaments usually doesn't even last beyond three minutes in them lately. Um, Fourth, I have Maximo, sexy. Third, I could see still winning, depending if Volador Jr. wins block B, or if it's a technical that wins. I could see him winning. Um, I have Mystico going second, depending on who wins block B. And Ultimo Girl first, just because he could go against any... I, I mean, there's so many guys on... From Block B that he could face Volador Jr. Atlantis, there's more of a variety. Same thing with Mephisto. Um, I think that was it for the press conference news. They did. They didn't really have a lot to say. Um, they also. Oh, also they. Um, they they um brought out the some of the characters that are part of the Dia de los Muertos show. Um, they announced that there's going to be a diosa. They gave out the Aztec name, which I'm not even going to bother saying. Um, she, she's apparently, all we know is that, um, she's going to be a, someone that they want to be sexy. <laughs> I don't know what they mean. It could be an Nere It could be a Luchadora. They didn't really specify who, what it was going to be at this time. Um, they also mentioned in CML Informa that the, the little mini character, um, La, La Cuica, which was actually, I think, Zacarias El Perico, painted up look, to look like a skeleton. He's going to be a, a full-time character and, um, as part of the, uh, Going for going going on, on CML from now on. I think they're uh, planning on. I'm not sure about the other characters, but I do know that the, the Cuica is definitely going to be on um, a regular character now. I don't know what this means if that's the end of Zacharias at Perico, or if they're going to bring in because they usually have more than one um, Cuica at these um, Dia de los Muertos events. So it could be one of the other ones. It could be Mija. I mean, Mija has Miha hasn't been been around lately, so so we don't know what's going on with that. I would like to know what's going on with Mije. If anybody can um, te- let me know, um, maybe contact Carano and ask him what, what's going on with Mije. Um, I'm Facebook friends with him. I should probably just send him a message and ask him what's going on. Um, I'll probably do that. <laughs> I'll probably do that. If I, <laughs> that'll be one of my 100 things I should do before uh, before the, the, the playoff game starts today. Um, last Friday's show, um, really good show. I thought... I thought Volador Jr. versus Barbaro Bar- Bar- Cavernario for the NWA Historic Welterweight Title was great. Um, that's been a really great feud. I mean, is it is it too short of a feud to call it feud, feud of the year for for this year? Because it's been really good. I I, I hope I was I was hoping that when they had Barbaro Cavernario in the Universal Tournament that they would have set up um, Barbaro Cavernario versus Volador Jr. for the for the I think it's the twenty eighth. I, I was hoping that would have been like the third match in this series and maybe led to something else down the road, maybe their hair match for those leyendas, but I'm guessing that they 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 real they realized the mistake they made with um, by not having Rey Cometa in the tournament, so they took him down. So, but the back getting back to that match with Volador Jr. versus Bar- Barbaro Roberto Cavernario, really good match. Um, I thought it was very different from the from the previous match with um Cabernario doing more of a being more of a ru- rudo doing a lot more um being more on the offensive attacking volador jr Volador selling more um, Barbaro Bar- Bar- Cavernario did his three um planchas which I thought were great he did one off the top off the off the his regular corner top rope to the floor um plancha then he did one on the ramp and then he did one off the off the stage onto volador jr I thought that was great um I wish Claro Sports would figure out why the, or at least re re um repost the video on on, on their website because they, the last couple of weeks, their feed has been dying at the worst times. I mean I don't mind if it dies at the during the opening match when you nobody really gives a fuck about the 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 minis or or if it's Leono and Akuma or whoever whoever, the random trio guys are going to be in the end of the match or the women or anything. But when it happens in the biggest match of the, of the night, I really wish they would actually repost the, the, the complete video so we can at least watch the finish or whatever part we're missing. This is the second time in the last couple of weeks. This has happened. It happened with, um, it happened with, the uh, uh, Rey Del Aire torneo cibernético. So hopefully they, they get, they, they get their shit together at some point on that. Uh the other good match on this card was uh, was the second match. Um, Okumura teamed up with Puma and Tiger versus Hombre Bada Jr., Soberano Jr., and Star Jr. Great match. Uh, Puma and Tiger are amazing. Uh, I, think, I think I mentioned this on Lucha Talk, and I mentioned it on Twitter. I don't think people realize how good Puma could be. I don't even know if he realizes how good he could be. He has a great look. I think he could be Pentagon Jr. level on the indie circuit. Unfortunately, I don't know if it, it's going to take somebody booking him and realizing hey this guy's really good and the cml guys for some reason the u.s indie promoters are really just into the lucha underground guys so they know who pentagon jr is and really it's mostly because they've been in pwg and pwg opening the doors for those guys because i mean when we spoke to jeff cobb he got more he's getting more bookings because of his appearances in pwg than he is in um from from lucha underground um but Puma would be really good on the indie circuit. Tiger's is really good. Um, like I said on on Tiger, I mentioned on Lucha Talk that I think he's a little more, I think he's a little more behind on Puma because I think that time he was with TRT, it kind of like, it kind of stunted his growth on on being able to work the modern style with that. Whereas Puma worked with Rey Cometa. Puff, he's he's working with Fuego. Um, all these other, um, you know, the the the, the high flying guys, more of the high flying guys. So so. Whereas Tiger was was in these really weird random trios matches with Terrible, sometimes Ray Bucanero, sometimes Vangelist, sometimes somebody else. Um, the technical trio of Hombre Bala Jr., Soberano Jr., Star Jr., this should be the semi-main event trio on every Tuesday show in Arena Mexico. I don't know what why they're holding back on this stuff. I mean, the show's called Martes de Nuevos Valores. These three guys are really good. Um, hombre Vala jr. Is, is probably the one that's the more polished of the three, um, as far as um overall skill in the ring. Soberano jr., I think he's gotten a little heavier. He looks a little more, um, his his body, his physique looks a little more, um, more like he's finally getting a little more, um, meat on his, um, bones. He doesn't look as skinny as he used to. I think he's he's the star of this group of the of these three guys. Um, star jr., I mean, I'm surprised he's not higher on the cards considering. How much Tirantes was putting him over when he was in Busca de un Ídolo. Um, yeah, but those, those five guys, Okumura, you know, he's a throw-in. Puma and Tiger really, I, if they really want to do something, they really should have Hechicero be their regular trio partner. Maybe Puma and Tiger can convince Hechicero and uh, that little, uh, that little uh, new character, La Cuica. If I was them, I would suggest that to CML and have them become a regular trio about as regular as irregular as you can be in CMLL because they don't really keep trios together on every show anyways. Um, yeah, that was a really great match. Definitely go out of your way to watch that. Um, the semi main, the main event of that show was actually um, the Dynastia Munoz, Rush, La Mist, uh, Mystico, and um, Dragon Lee teaming up. I think this was the first time they teamed up in Arena Mexico, in CMLL for Arena Mexico. Um, they were in a trios match. Um, actually, pretty good. They did this really cool finish where um, where Mystical went for this dive onto Euphoria, but you see Euphoria move out of the way and Mystico falls right into the onto the floor and uh, selling. He starts selling his a knee injury, and I mean, for those for if you don't know that he was just selling it and went based off of his past history, you would have been really worried about him. But, I mean, as you saw, it, it, it set up something else. Uh, there's this really cool picture that um, Alexis Salazar took where uh, you see Euphoria moving away from the from the dive. So you just see him moving forward and, and Mystico just doing his dive. Really cool photo. I rec- um, definitely you should um, go look at that. Um, so basically Rush was in there with Ultimo Girl. La Máscara shows up wearing a Sombra mask, distracts Tirantes, and uh, Rush ends up fouling Ultimo Girl and getting the win. Um, La Máscara Masca, La takes off the Sombra mask to reveal who's, who, that he's really La Máscara. Um, cool finish. I think um, Dragon Lee after the match was very upset at um, Rush for get, for accepting the help from La Máscara. I think they're going to reunite the Ingobernables at some point. I really wish they would just dump Pure but at this point, I think Rush is really committed to having Pure be a part of the trio. Um, it's too bad Ray Scorpion is in it, and I don't think Ray Scorpion and La Mascara would be a nice, a good combination based off of what they basically talk, call each other during um, Informa shows. But anybody else... I mean, I would prefer somebody younger better than Pure but I mean, that's the trio they're going to go with, I guess. Um... Yeah, definitely check out that show this past Friday show, really good. Um top to bottom, there's a couple of matches that weren't really great, but there were at least definitely four matches that I thought I definitely recommend were good. Good anywhere between good and great. Um other CML news. That's basically it for CML cuz I think that's <laughs> I refuse to watch the Puebla and, and Tuesday the Puebla the Monday Tuesday shows. I saw the, I saw the, re, the reaction to the, the Tuesday main event where Rush and Diamante Azul had their, um, had their singles match, which um, CML's Twitter account called a dream match. It looked horrible. I have no intention. I, I, I don't think I'm going to watch that at all. The finish looked horrible um that entire show i i I just can't i just can't get into those two shows the the actually i'll probably watch it when it airs in la on la tv which will be like a a 15 minute clip version of that match i don't know how long that match was those of you who watched it maybe it was longer than that if 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 anything if anything that's helped that watching the tuesday shows on la tv is that they're short it's only one hour and even like when they clip it down to like four show four matches on one on a one hour show it is way better than watching the two and a half hour shows on Tuesday. I'm sorry, I just can't get into that. Puebla, I, I don't, I don't know what's going on with Puebla. That show sometimes it's really good, and but lately it's just been really bad. Uh, the only time I wa- I do enjoy the Tuesday shows when they have the the really good um, singles matches. I probably will watch this Tuesday because of um, because Drone is debuting, and as like I said, I'm really excited about Drone's debut. I feel this is going to be the start of a new change for tuesday shows drone is going to make me watch these shows going forward unless he sucks then i will change my mind and i will pretty much delete this episode of lucha world podcast episode number 64 i will delete it if if he's awful um i'm hoping he's not um let's see what else is going on with um cml oh um the dinamitas are coming back on, on this friday how excited are you is everyone looking forward to seeing The Dinamitas again. I don't know how excited I can get. It's really... I don't get it. They looked horrible on that Friday show. They can't look any better this upcoming... this this Friday, so I have no idea what they're doing with that. Uh, AAA news. (laughs) The big news from AAA basically is a bunch of weird stories that are just kind of revolving around AAA's name, not really involving AAA for some, I mean, they are involving AAA people, but it's not really, um, it's more about the individuals and themselves. Um, This past week, there was a a news report. It was actually this um, last Friday. There was a news report by um, a Televisa news show called 10 en Punto with Denise Marker, where they were talking about uh, uh, La Parca, and they talked about this LaParca being one of the big stars of the 90s. And now he is—he was in prison for um, kidnapping and, and robbery. So he's he's been in prison. He's, he, he, he's been sentenced to 32 years in prison. So they went and sent a couple of reporters to interview this guy. The man claiming to be LaParca's name was Victor Franco Cruz. Uh, for those wondering who Victor Franco Cruz is, it is not LaParca Because... Parka they were talking about on this news show was actually Adolfo Tapia I- Ibarra who currently wrestles as LA Park. So they aired clips of of um, the Alley Park of the La of the 90s who was L.A. Park. Um, everybody called them out on it. Um, LA Park posted a video complaining about them having this fake story about that guy never being Triple um, A said that he wasn't Lapara, the only Laparca in their world, was the current Leparca who is in AAA, not not the Alley Park, who they've had on and off uh, an on and off relationship since the mid nineties. Um, this so so all these people are complaining about the the Par- the fake Leparca and how it's not him. All the fans are complaining. They're sending these t- negative like these tweets towards that to the Den- Denise Marker um, Twitter feed. Not only did, she, did, did um, whoever was handling it, because obviously it wasn't her handling the, her Twitter feed, it's probably somebody else handling it, um, kept report kept tweeting out the the news um, report, and it was and people kept complaining and telling them that they they were wrong. They finally removed the I think the second time they they um, retweeted it, they took that one down. Um, they the the two news reporters, one of the news reporters um, posted on Twitter that. Um, he actually was was not referring to the Alley Park from the '90s or La Parca from uh, who was the the second Parker right after Alley Park. I mean, just he was La Parca Jr. at one point. So basically, there was no gap between Alley Park and La Parca currently in AAA. So this guy was claiming that the the La Parca he spoke to that was in prison was basically La Parca. That they that AAA had cast had had run a casting call for um to 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 have a new La Parca. So, so, so they um, so some so so they claimed that somewhere between 1996 and 1999, AAA had had this casting. So, for for the, the new La Parca, so AAA said that wasn't true. Uh, <laughs> So then um, they they re- they they announced enna- they um, Denise Mark Merker uh, had to do a new report had to put ha- they did a new report on the on this this past Monday where they corrected it um, and they mentioned um, how it wasn't La Park who was in prison they inter- they went to um, La Park's house they sent a reporter to La Park's house they sent a, a reporter to La Parca um, to the AAA offices to interview La Parca. Um, Basically, with um, what what they aired this time was um, Victor Franco Cruz telling the story about him going to a casting call with AAA to become and and where he won the right to be um, La Parca, which wasn't true, and I don't think these reporters are going to bother correcting that because AAA was stupid enough not to correct them on this because AAA basically what they told them was that it's possible. That this guy and La Parca, they 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 said it through Laparka, where um, La Laparka said that maybe this guy was told to be La Parca on on a on an indie show by indie promote uh, shady indie promoters, because according to La Parca, now this is where the hilarity and all this story is. Laparka said, "Hey, you know, there's a lot of um there's a lot of shady promoters that will promote a wrestler using a fake." using the la parka and um there, it's happened in the past with octagon and mascara sagrada where they've used fake guys as uh, as these characters on shows and you know the the hilarity in this is triple a has done this so <laughs> this is this is the this is where um it's one of those pot calling kettle type of deals. um so basically the story ends up being that victor franco cruz was not la parka at any point um Triple A kind of corrected it but didn't really go out of its way to like make this guy expose the news reporters for being wrong. Um Alley Park wants everybody to forget about this story. So this is really the last time I hope we have to hear from this about this. Although I doubt it because if you've heard if you've heard countless stories of um rustlers pretending to be of people pretending to be wrestlers You'll these these happen constantly. It's not just in Mexico; it happens often in the U.S. So, I think we're going to hear more of these at some point, and hopefully, this is over with. Um, speaking of another person that's been on the news lately, Alberto, the latest on Alberto El Patron, he is now Alberto El Presidente, as he was announced as the president of Combate Americas, which is an MMA group. Um, they he, he had previous. Uh, he had a previous relationship with this group um it was really the promotion the the MMA group that everybody just assumed he was going to be a part of when he when he held that press conference at at hooters and by the way we really have to do uh, more press conferences at hooters um if you're not doing a cml in press conference and you're but but you're a lucha promotion do your press conferences at hooters really gets it really gets more people to to talk about your press conferences um so Alberto said he was going to be the president of this um of this MMA group. Um, he talked about the he did a press conference about he did a second press conference about this. Um he also talked about continuing to wrestle for at least through 2018, which was a bit what he said um when he first announced that he was doing the 60 date dates per year, which I mean, pretty much that's what he's doing. Um, he also mentioned um, TMZ interviewed him afterwards, and he talked more about the knife in- incident. <laughs> which now, if you're if you're following this story, it's I think we're on the fifth or sixth version of the of this incident where um, he basically said some drunk guy disrespected Paige, and he had to defend her honor. Um, I think I think this is all we're going to get to about this uh, about this um, incident. I, I I don't really care. I I don't really think this it's I don't think we're going to know the full story about this. There was no police report. Written. I mean, there's, there's, there's been uh, Ryan Satin from uh, um, Pro Wrestling Sheet and Dave Melcher from Wrestling Observer both said they contacted the San Antonio Police Department and neither one of them could get a could get a confirmation on on there being a police report on this um, incident. So I think we could just move on from this. Um, also, Alberto said he's gonna he's been in talks with um, Ring of Honor. For a few dates to work for them, that's an interesting situation because Alberto also said he still has um has a few dates to work with AAA. I don't know how Alberto's gonna how Ring of Honor's gonna do this because they are aligned with um, CMLL and New Japan Pro Wrestling. So I'm not sure if um if there's gonna be issues from CMLL. Concerning this, I don't think they're really going to care if Alberto. I mean, they 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 allowed their talent to work the crash show with Alberto on it, so I'm I'm guessing they don't really care. Um, the other promotion that Alberto mentioned possibly working with was TNA, but he said there's a. It really depends on the money, and I just I just checked Twitter earlier before uh, before doing this podcast, and I saw that uh, Billy Corgan, I think he's suing. Dixie Carter and TNA so I don't know I don't know where that's going I don't know what's going on with um with that whole situation I mean Bill I mean I wish Billy Corgan would have talked to somebody before really wanting to buy TNA I'm sure I'm sure there's plenty of places he could have I mean really I don't know I know Chris Zellner and all these guys online are trying to convince me that um about the tv deals and all that I'm sorry they're on pop on pop I barely remember when they're on, and I have the channel. I I I don't I don't I don't really see the point. I mean, can he get a can he make come up with his can he? I mean, this is Billy Corgan. He's got to know a few people in Hollywood who could actually back a show. You know, I I I don't I don't get it. I don't really see the point of him. I mean, first of all, he he really fucked up that other promotion. So that he he supposedly can' he, he created. I, I it does does that. I don't even know if that promotion even exists nowadays. I just think it's stupid what he's doing. I, 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 Billy, talk to somebody who knows about wrestling. Maybe maybe we should do a, a scared straight for people who want to get into rust into the wrestling business. I mean, get some get some old school people who've been in the wrestling business. You know, maybe get Conan to, like... Conan and, and Kurt, Kurt would be an interesting guy to have on there. Um, tell these guys not to, to to save their money and do something else, you know. Because I don't know. Um, The other AAA news, Jack Evans is off the Star Battle Japan show that's scheduled for later this month. And um, that um, He was going to team up with Angelico against um, Masato Tanaka Nikuto Hidaka. That is a disappointment for me because that was really the probably one of the two matches I was looking forward to, to watching. Um, now I don't know. I mean, who are they going to replace Jack Evans with? I mean, that's the, that's the other story. If it's Dave, the clown, I'm just going to quit see, watching triple a. Cause it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, La Yedra replaced Fabio Apache on the show too. I don't know what that, what, what that, if there, if there's more to that one, um, with Jack, I have a feeling it had to do with the interview that he did with solo wrestling in Spain. Um, you know, when you want to be honest about stuff, at some point that's going to bite you in the ass, especially if you're still working for that promotion. So, I mean, that that he had to know that. That's that's one of the things when 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 you're going to interview somebody who who's wrestling for a trip for a promotion. Like with us, we go to a lot of shows where there's a lot of lucha underground guys, and we usually won't interview them because. We've interviewed we interviewed Thunder Rosa because um she basically had, had we we talked about um stardom and, and she was gonna run uh I think I think it ended up being that um her husband might have been the one that was running um the sabotage show this that happened this past week. Um she had a little more to talk we, we we wanted to know more about like her how she got into the business and stuff like that. But like when we go to shows we see a lot of these guys and it's like what the the main topic you have with them is is lucha underground you just don't i mean there there there's so much you have to tiptoe around with lucha underground that i i don't see the point in 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 like getting them into trouble over some like some little interview that that's not going to be heard by a bunch of people um or seen by a lot of people um with jack i think i i think that that I don't know. I mean, he probably it, it, the the direction that interview was going with. As soon as they asked him about Conan, you know, he was going he was going downhill after that. Um, speaking of Conan, I think that's the other thing. Um, Jack was talking about when he was talking about um, Conan. He mentioned how um, how Conan leaving hurts the TV show. How it's gotten worse, and how they don't the talent in in AAA doesn't have someone that they could go to to um, to to pass on their opinions or thoughts. Or frustrations concerning the promotion. Um, I think the biggest thing that that um, that's really missing out now with AAA with Conan gone is probably the fact that they're really not. I mean, these guys are leaving, and they're not getting anybody to replace them at their level, or even like guys who you think are promising up and coming talent. I mean, in the I mean, who's really joined AAA since since Conan's left? Dave the Clown, Big Mommy. That's about it. I mean, that's that's basically all I could think of. That's that's joined Triple A since he's left. It's you you you. People forget that Conan kind of brought in Phoenix, Pentagon Junior. You might not like Conan. I don't know. You might not like Conan. Some of you might not like Conan. Some of you may like him. But the one thing I will say is that if he, he's one of the few guys who will actually watch. And keep up with the product and watch talent and know what talent um, he's somebody like if you tell him hey go check out this guy so and so from an indie show he will like if you send him the video he will watch he will go out of it out of his way to watch it which is very is very uncommon with a lot of indie um a lot of people in wrestling not just indie but in, in overall in general like a lot of a lot of promoters and people in wrestling don't really like i mean you could send them a, a video and they won't they won't watch it um Conan will and I think that's really what's hurt, going to hurt AAA, and I think we're starting to see that now with um, the lineups that they're sending out lately. I mean, I think they have um, they have Dave the Clown working a semi-main event, I think, right now, which I have no idea what um, the Roldons are thinking with doing that. Um, Conan also just, just destroyed La Parca AAA on his uh, most recent podcast, Boom. I definitely think you should listen to that. Uh so I don't want to say a lot of stuff that he said because a lot of the stuff kind of crosses the line between um, between uh, what's the business and beyond that. Uh, but he really, like, he talked about La Parca being a very, um, a politician, very much putting, throwing guys, throwing, um, he pretty much talked about how La Parca br- um didn't let Drago move up the card, um, how he's buried a lot of guys in the promotion. Um, he buried one of the one of the storylines that that he was going to be a part of, because that he wasn't a part of, but he wanted to be a part of. Uh, oh well, actually, I think he mentioned something about how when they put Drago with him, he kind of wanted to. He switched the storyline over so that he didn't have to have Drago as part of it, because um, because to La Parca he didn't under he didn't know who, who was Drago, and I'm thinking, dude, come on, Dra- Drago has been around. I mean. I don't know like it's not like it's a new character and and who is this guy what yeah it's a new character who is this guy La, Drago has been around Triple A for like 10 15 uh, what fifteen, sixteen 16 years probably as long as Laparka's been there so it's like for him to do that that's just that just tells you the type of person he is um he um Conan kind of thought what Laparka La thought's on um Jack thinking he wasn't very good in the ring um he took him the he took him first of all Laparka took him the wrong way um, it was actually what it it may may it may have come off as a backhanded compliment, but really, a lot of people think Laparka is horrible as a wrestler, but as an entertainer, he's been able to get um, the Laparka he's been able to keep the Laparka character alive. Whereas, um, it I, I mean, if you look at just the wrestling, I mean, there is no comparison between La Parka and LA Park. I mean, it's not even close. It's never been close. So and, and you could tell from the time um from that one match that they had in Triple A where LA Park just destroyed La Parka. Um Yeah, so that, that that interview was really that that um that podcast with Conan was really uh, basically like I think it was 30 minutes of Conan just ripping ripping into La Parka. Definitely recommend listening to that. Um Lucha Underground. That was the other reason I wanted to do this podcast because Every every uh, time I do a, a podcast, I, whether it's Lucha Talk or this podcast or whatever else I, I might be doing, um, I completely forget what happened the previous week to um, to with Lucha Underground, because uh, if especially if it's not a, a, a great show, if it's a great show, I'm I'm going to remember it for a lot, a lot longer than just a good to average show. Um the Observer. I should mention before I get to the TV show. The Observer mentioned um, Lucha Underground was planning on running live shows starting on October 23rd in Phoenix, October 30th in Houston, and November 5th in San Francisco. This is this. I have no idea because um, it seems kind of what is what's today. Today's the 13th, and we haven't heard anything about this. I would think if you were going to run shows. At these places, I mean, Phoenix is about ten days away. Don't you want people to attend these shows? I mean, you got to have at least a month in advance for people to start thinking about going, making plans to attend these shows. I would, I would think. I would think. I mean, I'm no genius or anything. I'm not a, I'm not a promoter or anything. But I would think you would want at least a few weeks for people to know that these shows are running in those cities. Um, I'm guessing they're not going to happen. If they do, I'll, I'll. I, don't, I mean, I'll, I'll apologize. I don't mind apologizing if I'm wrong. Uh, the TV show uh, a lot better than the previous week. I thought all the matches were okay. The first match I thought was okay, but the other two matches were good. Um, Chavo Junior was supposed to face Ray Horace in the main event, <laughs> which I then I then complained on Twitter on Twitter, and I think Lucha Underground might have seen it where i said said didn't this happen didn't this match just happen last week why are we doing this again um so they of course took out they it, it, they they ended up having a story um i guess they did that but then they realized they should probably just announce that that they were gonna have a three-way match um more likely that was the reason uh, they had chavo jr take out ray horace early on the show uh, with a, a, a like at least a dozen chair shots i'm pretty sure um uh, I should say Dragon Azteca Jr. I don't know why I wrote Ray Horace actually. See, I, I'm th- I'm I this just tells you how bad the And you know the funniest thing of the Dragon Azteca Jr. character um, they had um he was at his locker and he was looking at a, at an old poster with um Chavo Sr. versus Dragon Azteca Sr. Um which I should have remembered that was him and I still I'm still used to him being Ray Horace. I'm sorry. I, he'll he'll still be Ray Horace to me. As long as Ray, as long as he's using that gimmick and he's at all these indie shows I end up attending, he'll be Ray Horace. Um, While well, he got taken out by um, Chavo Jr, uh, Ray Mysterio showed up late to um, to, to check out to find Dragon Azteca Jr knocked out. Um, Chavo then later then went over to Dario Cueto's office and requested that now that he um, now that Dragon Azteca Jr was um, out with an injury. He should be the one facing um, he should face Pentagon Jr. so he'll get revenge on Pentagon Jr. Um Ray Horace uh Ray Mysterio then shows up and tells tells Dario that he wants a match with Chavo for um for payback for what he did to Dragon Azteca Jr. So um Dario decides Dario decides that um, since Ray wants revenge on Chavo and Chavo wants revenge on Pentagon Jr., that he was going to make a three-way match, and that would be the main event. Um, we also got another um, clip of um, the Rabbit, the Astic Rabbit, Rabbit Tribe coming soon. Um, I, I hope that replaces the the office, the police officer storyline, whatever the fuck that is. I mean, that that whole thing, I, I, I'm not really into that. I think that's the one thing where they're losing me this this season. The the storylines are really uh, that that police the police story is is just I uh, I think that's even over the top for this wrestling show and, and like I was saying they they had some really crazy ideas prior to that also. Um the first match on the card was Famous B teaming up with Dr. Wagner Jr. to beat um Son of Havoc and Mascarita Sagrada. Uh Mascarita Sagrada and Son of Havoc showed up um, Son of Havoc was riding a, a a motorcycle with Mascarita Sagrada on the sidecar. Match was okay for me. There were some people who said it was awful. Um, it was short enough where I could I could I could. It didn't bother me as much. Um, it was it was a match. Move on. Uh, Sexy Star beat Jack Evans. This match I actually thought was really good. Um, Jack Evans looked amazing. Putting um, he made Sexy Star look great, and I, I I'm sorry Lucha Underground fans, Sexy Star is awful. You can tell me I'm wrong, but you know what? I've watched Sexy Star wrestle since she was in Monterey. She was awful then. She's awful now. You're not going to change my mind. Um, Jack Evans made her look amazing. Uh, he did a lot of stuff that I think. You know, this is the thing. Jack Evans was doing stuff where you know he has no problem making Sexy Star look good. In the previous match, Dr. Wagner Jr. had to do things to make Mascarita Sagrada look good that you definitely know Dr. Wagner Jr. would never do anywhere else. I mean, Dr. Wagner Jr. would never put over Mascarita Sagrada the way he did in this tag match for Lucha Underground. I mean, he wouldn't even want to be in a match with him. I mean, there's guys... I mean, I don't think Dr. Wagner Jr., if he was in Mexico or in the Indies, would even want to be in a match with Famous B, Son of Havoc, or Mascarita Sagrada if he knew they weren't at his at, at, considered at his level in Mexico. I mean, it, it, it's just the way he is. I mean, that's that's just the way he is. Um, back to this match. Um, Jack Evans did really good on... Um, he was bumping all over the place for sexy star uh he, he he made her look like a legit badass which which was was impressive um jack bumping all over i mean i i, I, I there were points where I thought he was going to kill himself making sure this match was good um there was a lot of interference in the match um p uh, p j black and Johnny mundo got involved um uh, I think it was Aerostar, Dragon, Phoenix all got involved as well to help um, Sexy Star. Taya wasn't around. I don't know where she was for the during this. Um, she should have been there to help her. Uh, maybe she just doesn't want to help Jack Evans. Um, very, but um, Jack Evans ended up losing. But it was a lot better than I expected it to be. Credit, um, kudos to Jack for that match. Um, Sexy Star, you know. She's she. I think the one thing we that Lucha Underground has proven is that um, the right opponent in Lucha Underground has made Sexy Star look a lot better than she has ever looked in um, AAA, and she's also worked with people like Jack Evans and Mariposa. Her top two matches that I've seen in in, um, in Lucha Underground are guys who a guy and a gal who are going to make her look good. Whereas <laughs> in Mexico, she's going to work with the Apache Sisters, and the Apache Sisters are not going to. Are not going to do that for uh, for sexy star. Um, the main event: Pentagon Dark beat Chavo Guerrero Jr. and Rey Mysterio. Um, Pentagon Dark, I believe he submitted Ray, um, Actually, beat he he took out uh, Rey Mysterio with that um that pile driver. Um, match was good, really good when Pentagon Dark and Rey Mysterio were in together. Uh, Chavo kind of dragged it down a few times. Um, the finish of the, of the match, the finish of the show was basically, um, Chavo destroying Ray, Ray's knee with, um, Pentagon dark, really not getting involved. So I guess we're setting up a Chavo versus Ray, another match. And, you know, that was, I think that was basically the show. Oh, and, um, they also announced that next week's show is going to have uh um, Mil Muertes versus Prince Puma, which should be great. So yeah, definitely. Um, this past week's show, if you haven't watched it, check it out. Um, I thought it was pretty good. Um, next week's show I'm really looking forward to seeing Miguel Martes versus Prince Puma. See, there's a match I will probably remember everything about for if whenever we do the next podcast, be it Lucha Talk or um Lucha, this this podcast. Um The other news Elite Elite had no show this week announced. As of right now, they have not announced a show for this week, and we're already on Thursday. So, I, like I like I mentioned, um, when a couple of people were asking on, uh, were wondering if there was going to be a show this week, I mentioned that this um, this Friday, um, Reyes, Escorpión, Carístico, and Alley Park, we're going to be in um, working for um, Cholo, Promociones Cholo de Tijuana, for um, their show in the, the Auditorio de Tijuana. Um, so yeah, Cholo's a really cool guy. I, I actually. He, he, he met when he met me, he thought I was a guy who was recording his show, but i have never, I've never recorded a show. And even if I did, I probably would have said no, just because the way he told me, the way he asked, I was worried that he thought I was like, like doing something that he didn't. Although I, I think, I think from that point, when he asked me, I think that was like in probably 2012, I think from that point to now, there's so many people who attend shows who record shows and post them, and the promoters are fine with it, that I, I don't think he would have mind, he, he would have been, I think he would have been okay with it. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, he's he's been running some pretty good shows in Tijuana. Um, he's the other guy who's running, um, besides The Crash, he's the other guy who's really been running um, some good shows. That show has a, a mix of CMLL talent, um, some Tijuana locals, I'm not sure if there's going to be any LA guys on that show, um, but the Elite guys are going to be on that show. So, when they there was no show announced for Friday, I just assumed the Elite show was gonna have um, what was that was made that may have been the reason that Elite was gonna um, not run. But then, but then you realize Elite if those three guys weren't around for this Elite show, you basically would have had Blue Demon Junior versus Extreme Tiger, probably, and then who God only knows what the rest of the card would have looked like for a Friday show, especially if there were Friday shows already if people were already planning um, booked on other shows. Um the other news from Elite is that they uh, they did announce their um, November 4th show, although they changed the li- um, the lineup already. I think days after posting the first, putting up the first poster, they they had to change the sec to, they had to change it. Um, Strongman was removed from the show, which is really sad. I'm very disappointed that Strongman isn't making his big return for Elite. I was looking forward to that. I would have started watching their TV show again. If Strongman would have appeared. Although I do plan on watching, I just haven't had time. Um, this week, I've been busy with work. Um, and like I was saying, we're um, we're going to make some changes to the Lucharo podcast. Uh, I'll talk about that in a bit. Um, but yeah, and, I, and this weekend I'm going to a wedding. So I'm probably not going to be getting caught up until next week. I also want to watch Heroes Mortales just to see if it was really... Any better than what it looked like on paper. Uh, But back to um, Elite. Um, Strongman wasn't on the show. Very disappointed, like I said. Um, I'm still upset that Strongman still needs to get his win back on on Prince Devitt. And for those who don't know who Prince Devitt is, um, it's um, Finn Balor in WWE. He deserves a rematch. He was robbed in that G1 Climax tournament. Strongman's shoulders were clearly not touching the mat. And I will go to my grave saying this. And um, the, other, the other match on this card, this is how crazy this card was. I mean, I'm guessing. And this match was also, um, this match, It they didn't make the announcement that this match was removed. But what they did for the second poster, they only announced the top three matches. And then they mentioned four other matches. But they, in the first poster, they had this match announced as, I think, the third match on the card. Um, Octagon trimming, teaming up with Extreme Tiger against flamita and fuerza guerrera and the first thing i thought was like holy shit that that match if that match happens i do want to watch it but apparently i think i think um from the looks of it um flamita's photo on the on the poster was removed so i'm guessing he probably flamita either turned it down or he was he's, he might be doing something else that day um that um, that match. There were a few people that said, "Well, you know, Octagon and Flamita have been sh- in sh- on shows together, but they haven't been in the same match together." So I don't know how that would have been, how that would have turned out. Um, you don't really. It's funny you don't see um, Octagon's son. You guys can't see my air quotes. Octagon's son quote um, the air quotes, uh, or as he's known in Elite, el, el hijo de los. What is it? El hijo del amo de los ocho ángulos. Um, you don't see him in a lot of um shows. So I don't know what the reviews have been on him. I'm I I think I I'm I'm gonna like I said, next week I'm gonna go through and start watching all the elite shows and Eros Inmortales and just get get caught up on that, all that stuff. I wanna watch some IWRG matches. Um IWRG is posting their <laughs> IWRG it's so weird. I have I subscribe to all these um all these YouTube channels and really the ones that are constantly up updated are, are the Cubs fan and um Lucha TV and uh, some of the non-Lucha um, YouTube channels I subscribe to. Oh, the other one that's always constantly updated is um, Rob Viper's um, YouTube channel with um, his cool music videos. He's, he's posting all the Puebla stuff, um, the, 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 the good era of Puebla when, when, when we actually looked forward to watching Puebla. <laughs> I, I still remember getting those shows on DVD. And actually, I remember telling Rob that we, I was getting Puebla and we were actually excited about getting these shows. Whereas now, I don't think either one of us watches Puebla anymore. That just tells you how bad um, the Monday-Tuesday shows are. People don't realize it. <laughs> Rob and I, Rob Viper and I, for years, talked about this. How, how great it would be if we could ha- watch every single CMLL show. And I think still, I think maybe two years ago, maybe a year ago, Rob Viper was still saying... That 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 he was excited about seeing all these shows. CML has killed the spirit of Rob Viper with the, these Monday Tuesday shows. I mean, the way they book these shows. I'm hoping someday that someone running CML will, will 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 turn that around. I mean, hell, Cubs fan doesn't even watch the Tuesday shows sometimes. Now that really tells you how bad these shows are. Um, yeah, so so I was I was I was I was. I was I was checking out the 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 my YouTube subscriptions and all of a sudden I see an IWRG show a match on there. And you know, I thought it was Lucha TV cuz they've been posting um complete um IWRG matches. And wouldn't you know it, the IWRG Lucha um YouTube channel is now um updating. They haven't posted anything since 2013 and um you know, maybe they got maybe they got a strike or something from music. I mean, it's possible. I got I've I've already gone through I think in the last since I started my YouTube channel, I think I've had two strikes. One was um one was a um, god that forgot that female wrestler. God damn, she was, I think she was in um, WWE at one point, but she worked in Monterey. Um, she does all that um, fetish wrestling. I forgot her name. She does fetish wrestling, and and she struck um, one of the matches I had of hers in Monterey. So I had to go through. I think th- I think it's a three month process where you don't. Or a six-month process. It might be, it might be six months, uh, where you can't post anything longer than fifteen minutes. So I just said, "Fuck it," I'm not going to update then. <laughs> and then uh, this past last year, I think last August, I got a second strike. But they, they're all you. know, If you get a strike within within the years, that's when you get. An, if you get multiple strikes within a year, I think that's when you get in trouble. But if you get a strike every couple of years, you're fine. But the the, the other strike I got was a uh, Samurai TV um, claimed. Uh, one of the Apache's uh, matches from Arceon. Only it wasn't, uh, I don't think it was one of the Arsian, um Samurai TV matches. It was a match that actually uh, I got off a. I think it was a, a, a commercial video. So I don't, maybe they, I guess they they felt they owned a claim to it. I was cool. I was fine with it. I mean, you lose that big deal. I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not update. I'm not posting that often. I'm not posting that many videos often enough to really worry about it. Um, yeah, so I saw the IWRG show, uh, matches. Um, I saw that they have some... some <laughs> I saw they posted Imposible versus Heredero, the Rey Mysterio. And I was thinking I should watch that. But I watched... that. I was at that show where all three Rey Mysterios were here alive, And I just don't know if I could sit through a Heredero, the Rey Mysterio match. Even if Imposible is really good. Um, I probably, I'm definitely going to watch the Black Terry Hijo del Diablo match and all those other matches. So we'll probably do a will I'll probably do a podcast where I just talk about that for like a full hour, just go through every match that I saw and and and, and maybe throw in a, a couple of complaints about um about um what else was there about AAA, whatever's going on with Triple Because, you know Triple A, something's gonna happen with Triple A at some point where they're or CML. Um Yeah, so Oh, getting back to the podcasting, um, so I mentioned um There's a few changes we're doing with the podcast. Um I added the Lucha World Podcast to podcast to the to this podcast service called Podbean. It's you could you could go and look at it. Um they're archiving the entire um the entire all the all the shows. Um it's luchaworld.podbean.com. Um they have an RSS feed. I'm adding the I'm adding the podcast, interviews, everything on there. I'm gonna keep the the Lutural podcast um, RSS feed separate for those of you who just want to hear the podcast and don't want to deal with that um, with the interviews and all that stuff. You, can, you guys can, if you guys don't want that stuff. But on um, the Podbean um, web um, page, you'll get the interviews. You get the you'll get the Lutural podcast. And um, Kurt and I have been talking about possibly doing a, a more of a historical type podcast. Uh, I brought it up like a couple of months ago. Because um, as many of you who listen to the show, Kurt doesn't really watch Lucha Underground and a lot of the current wrestling. He's not gonna watch Triple A anyway, so I, I don't I don't feel I don't feel compelled forcing him to watch it, especially right now with it, the, the situation. I mean, I'm okay if he watches um if he watches the Friday CML show and maybe catches Puebla or Tuesday taping or whatever, or has maybe has some we attend a show uh, a live show and and we could talk about that or or interviews and stuff like that but um where 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 i think where i think we where i think we could probably help or do more is probably do more of a historical podcast um i really want to don't tell kurt this but i really want to um hopefully he'll bring um that titanes and the ring book at some point and maybe I'll look through it and, and we'll probably do a, a, a couple of podcasts dedicated to Titanes in the Ring. Um, I kind of want to do some, maybe some podcasts covering one specific luchador, like from the past. Um, I, I really want to do one on Cavernario Galindo. I know Kurt, Kurt's been um, um, Kurt's been researching Charo Aguayo. Uh, he re, he researched a couple of different other um, luchadors from the past. I mean, these are luchadors from the past that were, are stuff that I, 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 I haven't had time to look for. Um, what else was I gonna bring up? There's something else about the website that I was gonna bring up. Yeah. So yeah, the 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 historical podcast we're we're gonna um, since that also the other reason I'm keeping the other the the iTunes feed with the with the current RSS feed is um, when I start doing the content that content's protected. So um, so when it shows up on the podbean account that account i'm not sure how it would pop up on on itunes i don't know if that would cause an issue with the itunes cuz with itunes you can't put anything that's paid you can't put paid content so um i think i'm going to keep this separate especially cuz it's a pain in the, i i was reading up how to um up, how to change your rss feed for itunes and i just it just fucking annoyed the sh- it just I, I mean it just blew my mind how i, I it just it wasn't as easier as it wasn't as easy as it as i thought it would be I mean, it probably is. I don't know, but it just can't. It, the the tech the 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 tech, the terminology they were using just was way above my head. Um, I think um, I'll keep the uh, the also with Podbean. If you have a, a, an iPhone or a, a, an Apple, I, I guess an iPhone or an iPad or a, an iPod. Uh, do they even make iPods nowadays? Um, or if you have a. a Something for um, with it with uh that has um that uses Google Play, um, it's there's an app for the show now. In the Apple Store, the Apple App Store, and on Google Play, you could download it. It'll have all the shows. If I think, I don't know because I haven't checked. But if you if you create an account with Podbean, you'll be able to. And if you decide to sign up for the for the for this uh, for the the other for the premium content or whatever that we decide to add i'm not saying that's 100 happening because lord knows we would have no idea what's going on with um I, I mean this past week i i mean i was already planning on doing this and then i started doing other stuff so it's like constant my, my, my schedule is constantly changing um but i think right now the plan that's the plan um if you if you download the app it'll give you and, and you're logged and and you're logged into your account it'll let you download all the all the or listen to um, all the shows so hopefully that that will be something to that to look forward to the my plan my thinking is that um Kurt's going to do still do the Lucha World podcast and do the historical podcast but he's probably just going to switch back and forth doing the shows um, because there's going to be some historical shows where i think I really kind of want to do like maybe like a rundown on, on, on the Lucha on go through a Lucha magazine, kind of like what um, Chris Dellner and Bix do with, um, with between the sheets. Although not as I'm not going to do a four hour podcast. That's definitely not the plan, but you know, maybe just go through like a, like a, a boxy Lucha from 1965 or something, just go through it and maybe talk about it. Maybe we find some information on, on, on some other stuff that was going on around that time. Do that. Um, and like I said, and then do some some bios. Like I was saying with Kurt doing the Charo Guayo stuff, I've been, I've been doing some research on, on Carbonario Galindo. Um, I, I stumbled into an interview with Negro Navarro, and that's something else I really want to do. Um, I really want to do something on Negro Navarro, maybe do something on like some of the other guys. that, that, that may, It's not just going to be um, guys from the past, but maybe some current guys just give you a rundown on their careers and stuff like that. Um, also maybe do, um, something on a, on a specific show, like When Worlds Collide, um, the, the, um, the show with, um, Viano, Viano 3 versus Atlantis, which by the way, um, J.R. Goldberg did a really cool, um, article on Voices of Wrestling that I recommend people uh, read. It's basically more of, um, more about, um, the match itself. Whereas I think if we do, if we do the, if we do a podcast dedicated to, um, that card, it would probably focus more on um, the Vian- how they got to the Viano three Atlantis match because there's, there's a, I mean that feud went on for a full year, something like that. Maybe maybe do a a podcast dedicated to the Apache family feud. I think that's something I would really like to do. Um, stuff like that. I think that's that's something that I think people would enjoy. Um, it might not fit into what the Lucha World podcast, um, this regular new type of show would be because I think this podcast is more geared towards um towards fans that are currently watching maybe getting fans to get into current lucha and then maybe they get into the current lucha and maybe they see um maybe they see drago and they're like hey i want to know what who is this drago and you know in the on the on this other podcast maybe we have a, a historical podcast on drago and tell you about his time as alan um as part of the barrio boys as gato Everetti. Uh, which Kurt and I are still very upset about that Gato Everetti was pulled. And we made sure, and we told Conan and Pipinella about this. I think we may have told Dorian Roldan about this too, how upset we are about the them cutting the cord on Gato Everetti. Um, You know, stuff like that. I think that's, that's something that I think you could expect. Um, I think the next week's show, we'll probably do another Lucha World podcast. I think we're, I'm leaning towards doing this weekly. I don't know. Um, Every other week, maybe have Kurt do this podcast, or maybe whenever he has time to do it. Um, like I said, um, Kurt's always busy. I think I think there's enough. I think when we first started this podcast, I think it was in 2011, and even before that, Slam and Stan. When we started Slam and Stan, I think it was in 2008 or 2009. Nine. And when we were do- talking about that stuff, I mean, there wasn't as much. I mean, there was a lot of Lucha Libre news, but it wasn't as readily available like it is now. And with Lucha Underground and with WWE being in, um, bringing in Doors and Ring of Honor bringing in guys, um, the indie scene having more lucha lucha involvement, I think there's more room for a, a week a weekly Lucha Libre podcast. That's what we're doing with um, on MLW with Lucha Talk. Um, if I did do, I mean, if I did this regularly, I think the one thing people are gonna be like, why would you do this regular, regularly on a weekly basis? The one thing, um, Lucha Talk. Has different, there's two more people doing that show, so there's more opinions added to it. Um, it's giving you their opinions. There's more, um, everybody provides what they want to talk about. Whereas this show, it's more about um, stuff I want to talk about, Kurt wants to talk about. Uh, maybe, maybe we, like I was saying, there's some stuff that, um, like when, like I, I'll tell you, like there's sometimes stuff that I want to talk about that it's, um, it would be a little more complicated to talk about on Lucha Talk because it's a, a newer audience and I don't think they're, I don't think they want to know about, I don't think they want to know about, uh, stuff that we, that some of us remember from like 1999 or 2000, stuff like that. Whereas here on this podcast, I could probably bring up stuff like about shocker doing the guapos and stuff like that, or, or the guerrilla's del, del infierno stuff like that. And it wouldn't be as un, un, un um, uncommon for those, of, for the listeners for this show. Um, yeah. So like I said, um, Next podcast will be next week. I think we'll have Kurt on. Hopefully by then we'll have more of an idea of what um of what I want to do with um the lucha the lucha the history podcast. Um I've already been ta- I've already talked to um Kurt about it. He's up for it. I'm planning on doing some something for the podcast as well once we decide to do it. Yeah, so next week we'll have another podcast. Hopefully uh, We should have hopefully this upcoming um, Friday show will be good and we'll actually I'll actually watch the Tuesday show. So we'll have we'll definitely have something to talk about. I'm also like I did this podcast on on a Thursday. So uh, I was able to talk about Informa and and all this other stuff. So although this week Informa had nothing besides the stuff that they talked about in the press conference. So so hopefully like every week we can have I'll do this show at this time. Yes, like I was saying, um stay tuned next week. Um we'll have more news on what we're planning on doing with this podcast that we're planning on doing. And again, hopefully today within a few hours, I will hopefully be celebrating a victory by the Los Angeles Dodgers. If not, I will probably be I I, I won't be crying because as much as I like baseball, I I don't really like it's 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 not as um I'm more of a Laker fan, a basketball fan, so I don't really, I don't the the losses don't bug me as much as um as they do when it comes to the Lakers, and even that nowadays, it doesn't bug me as much. But hopefully, the Dodgers will win, and we will face the Cubs. I I don't really, I don't think the Dodgers or the Nationals have much of a shot against the Cubs, to be honest with you. And and you know that's even and that's even. Even with the, the pit, even with, uh, I don't know. I just don't, I don't like their odds, but hopefully um, the Dodgers will win and we'll be talking about, um, we'll be talking next week, we'll be talking about, a, a, we'll be celebrating a Dodger victory. Actually, by, by the next podcast, I'll probably be celebrating a loss because the, 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 I think the, the, the next series will start before the next podcast. Um, yeah, so thanks again for listening. Talk to you next week.